0: KRXO FM and KRXO HD Oklahoma City. KRXO Claremore Tulsa, a product of Tyler Media, reaching over 1 million Oklahomans every week. Now, TotallyTickets.com presents the Franchise Oklahoma City Thunder First Take Post Game Show on 107.7 The Franchise and 107.9 The Franchise Tulsa.
1: We are just having so much fun here.
2: You yeah, wanna, we are. You want to know
1: why? Because the Thunder have won seven road games in a row. They have. Second longest streak in franchise history. Good
2: for them. And guess
1: what? You're listening to 107.7 The Franchise, 107.9 The Franchise in Tulsa. This is the Thunder First Take Post game show. Right over there, and I know everyone can see because you're listening on your radio machine, but that is Madison Morris hey. and her lovely, lovely voice. Across from me, across the bulletproof glass that I'm also pointing <laughs> at, is the lovely, lovely voice of our producer, Matthew Burton. Hello, hello. What up? I'm Brady Trantham, and you're stuck with us for the next hour.
2: Congrats.
1: Congrats, because uh, we're going to do our best to make this. This became an exciting game. Yes, it did. Boy, was it boring as heck. Yep. For the first 44 minutes of the 48 minutes. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. This was like watching paint dry. Yes. The Thunder didn't shoot the ball particularly well, as Billy Donovan would say. Uh, Devin Booker did not show out like a lot of people thought he would. I, I actually thought that he would, too, because he was the all-star snub. Uh, he had a good game. He didn't mm-hmm. like drop 40 or 50 or anything. Uh, both teams just kind of played sloppy, sloppy in the first half. But, like I said, it became super interesting as the game wore along, especially late in the fourth quarter. We will get to that, of course. But again, the Thunder defeat the Phoenix Suns 111-107. to 107. They are 30-20 and 20 on the year, and they've got a few days off. In fact, a lot of days off. Yeah. They play next Wednesday in Oklahoma City against the Cleveland Cavaliers.
2: Fun! That'll be a good game. <sighs> Yawn! To stop Yawn!
1: Yeah. The Cavs! This isn't your, sitting in your uncle's Cleveland Cavaliers. This is the mm-hmm. Colin Sexton-led Cleveland Cavaliers. But... Let's talk about the Suns' win tonight, Madison. uh, The first half boring. Third quarter, Mm yeah, could have gotten ugly for Oklahoma City. They stuck, they hung tough. Phoenix is a bad team. They're twenty and twenty-eight right now. Uh, but what would you think tonight?
2: Yeah. So that entire first half it was pretty much a yawn fest. Uh, it was competitive. I will give it that because they kind of kept it a game pretty much the entire first half. Just nothing spectacular was happening. Uh, it took a little bit for Danilo Gallinari to find his shot. Shea Giltz Alexander had a pretty quiet night tonight. Stephen Adams, a little bit quiet as well. Lou Dort he looked really good to start the game, but he got in a little bit of foul trouble, so he obviously kind of tapered off after a little bit. Um, but yeah, it was it kind of just turned into you know a very competitive first half but it was just boring to watch there was nothing really like (laughs) great going on and uh you know good for the phoenix suns because they really kept in this game pretty much the entire time there were 21 lead changes this game was tied nine different times it was a good game to watch if you just simply enjoy basketball however there was no sex appeal to this game whatsoever i was kind of bored until exactly what brady said we got to the fourth quarter and then uh yeah both teams kind of were like all right You know what? Like, we want to win this game. We want to make this competitive. We want to do some good stuff. And uh, yeah, shots are falling. Chris Paul got clutch again. So good for him on that. And it was just Oklahoma City's night because, yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I kind of thought this game could go one of either way. And uh, it just it was for the Thunder to take. And thank goodness for that.
1: Yeah, so what you're basically saying is, Madison, is you have to probably be a few drinks in to think that this game is semi-attractive.
2: Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, pretty much because it was boring. Matt Burton, can you agree with me? Like, this game, it was kind of boring. It Matt, wasn't don't like, you agree with
0: her? Don't you agree? The, two, beer goggles, you right the beer now. goggles were on for yes. this game. Yeah, no, uh, it was not great. And especially the Suns really only had three players that were... Uh, really doing anything. Worth a damn. They were really doing anything. (laughs) Kelly Oubre, Devin Booker, and DeAndre Ayton. Uh, The rest were just kind of out there. So, I don't know. It was good to see... It showed up. It was good to see uh, Chris Paul kind of take over at the end and be the closer that he has been all year. Um, And I also think that this was Shea's worst offensive game Probably since he's been in Oklahoma City.
1: I mean, he's had a string of bad games. I mean, going back to Monday night when Chris Paul didn't play, when he was away from the team, obviously uh, dealing with the loss of Kobe Bryant, of course. Uh, Shea Gillis Alexander had an awful offensive night, as uh, Billy Donovan described in the postgame that night. He followed that up on Wednesday with a ho-hum game, but, I mean, a lot of that was just Dennis Schroeder. A lot of that was just the team kicking Sacramento's ass, let's be honest. They didn't really need Shea to do that much. And then tonight, it, yeah, like you said, 12 points, five of 16 from the floor, really never looked comfortable he never really looked sure of himself when he's driving he's probably just going through a little funk we've seen him go through a funk already this season but i I would assume nothing to worry about considering that they do have what i'm not a mathematician how many days until wednesday someone give me a number
2: today's friday so they have saturday sunday monday tuesday they have four days
1: oh my
2: hey that's good especially for this month of january they didn't have a single like matchup where they had more than at least like one two or days two off. days off yeah, yeah they, they which didn't is have they didn't have more bizarre. than a day off yeah
1: bizarre 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 considering, so four days. Let's considering this it. team i mean it, i guess that kind of makes sense that they're successful on the road because they're just used to not being comfortable they're not yeah. being uh comfortable in their own home on the road whatever this team has really brought it um but I mean, outside of Shea Gillis-Alexander, I guess we can kind of segue into the player of the game, because I'm going to have a very interesting one. I think there is a very obvious one with how this game ended, but Matt, please press the magic button.
0: Now, the franchise Thunder player of the
1: game, brought to you by Volkswagen of Edmund. It's Nerland's Noel.
2: Really? Can anybody
1: guess why I would say Nerland's Noel?
2: Uh, because he was rocking that mask once again, he turned it into Lob City once again, and he... No, why?
1: Because he wore a Metallica shirt into the game, oh. man. Wow. Yeah. That's right, he did. No Leaf Clover. No, he, off he did. Off the S&M album, 1999. And Brady giggled. It's a great song. No, um. so around Christmas time, or right after Christmas time, uh, I'll tell this on air because I've only tweeted it out, um, but the Thunder... Um, Over at the practice facility, they put on like a little ugly Christmas sweater contest amongst the media. And I wore my Metallica Christmas sweater. And the Thunder officials like made their vote for who won. And Neurlands Noel got the player vote. Mm-hmm. So he like, I think he was doing a one on one with Maddie Lee from the Oklahoma. And so he was over there. And then uh, Shelby Willingham, a Thunder PR person, went over and asked, Hey, Neurlands, which one has the best Christmas sweater? And Nerlens pointed at mine because he's like, oh, Metallica. I mess with Metallica. They got that one song that I played. That That uh, one song. They got that one song I used to play on uh, uh, Guitar Hero back in the day. So Nerlens Noel, underrated Metallica fan. So I love you, Nerlens Noel. Ten points.
2: There you go. Three assists,
1: seven rebounds, five of seven.
2: That is a And pushy. one
1: great Metallica shirt. And one great Metallica shirt. Madison, go!
2: Um, I think my player of the game is actually going to go. I think a lot of people want to say Chris Paul, and yes, he was super clutch once again. Mine's actually going to go to Dennis Schroeder tonight. Oh! <gasps> The guy with the bad turnover at the end of the game. The guy with the bad turnover because yeah, yeah, that was really sloppy. Okay. However, I I really like Chris. Or sorry, not Chris Paul. Wow, I really like Dennis Schroeder in this game because he turns it on, especially when he needs to. And I think that he is so good at knowing when you know my team needs to get hot right now. I need to do some. Like, do some stuff on the offensive end, and that's exactly what he did. Uh, he just had some really good moments in this game. I thought he, that he had a huge contribution and helping the Thunder kind of dig themselves out of a little rut they created there, uh, towards the end of the third quarter, which was weird because they played very well the entire third quarter, but then they kind of just went off, they just decided not to play basketball anymore, and then Phoenix kind of got hot, and that's what led them into the fourth quarter. So I don't know. I felt like Dennis Schroder. He was a good team player tonight. He played with a lot of energy and like passion out there. And uh, yeah, I, he's going to be my player of the game. I thought he did well.
0: Burton, you got anything different? Uh, yes, I do. Coffee's for closers only, and Great. that's going to Chris Paul. Yeah. Chris Paul, uh, twenty points, ten assists, three steals, six rebounds. I mean, he kind of did it all tonight. He hit that and shot then, over Aiton. And then yes, I mean Gosh, just mid range. How the mid range is automatic, and I love to see it. Uh, it's not a bad shot. Uh, to the analytical nerds, um, it is a good shot whenever you're hitting it at that clip that Chris Paul always seems to hit it at, and um, really he just he just takes over. He's been the closer this entire season, and it was no different tonight. Kind of struggling tonight; it was kind of a lackadaisical game. Uh, struggle to watch said game, and then he just takes over at the end and shows why he's an all star. Yeah.
2: Hey now, yeah, you're yeah. An Poor
0: Devin Booker.
2: Certain I kind of felt bad for him in a sense, just because... I mean, oh, he's
1: getting paid. Don't worry well, about it. Well,
2: I know, but I was... So I was reading... This is just like the woman and me coming out right now. So I was reading these tweets about how apparently Suns fans were super booing Chris Paul every time he got the ball. Weak, whatever. That's weird. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I felt like this was supposed to be Devin Booker's real big like breakout game like I'm gonna show why I'm supposed to be an all-star I'm gonna do some stuff he played really well had 27 points shout out Jerry Ramsey I win the over and under on what I said it at 28 today and uh yeah it just it didn't go exactly Devin's way I felt like he had a couple of like super sloppy turnovers he didn't really like take care of the ball very well he shot pretty well but it wasn't good enough and just that's disappointing in a sense the
1: thunder 24-9 24 and 9 since Thanksgiving, second best record in the NBA. I'm assuming that's behind Milwaukee because they, I mean, do they ever lose? No, not until the second round of the playoffs. <laughs> but we'll get there in a few months. The Thunder seven in a row, like I said, on the road. 11 of their last 12 road games, incredible. 30 and 20. It's man, this team is the re. You know, the reason why this game could have been interesting is because they would have, they could have lost. And we'll get into that in a later segment. We're already getting questions about uh, foul calls late in the game. Um, Let's see. At Hayostaddy on Twitter. Or Hayostaddy, excuse me. Uh, Thank you for the question. We will get to that a little bit later as we dive more into this here ball game. We'll take a few more minutes before we get to our first break, though. But um, really... uh, Actually, before we get to the next little part, I do want to give a negative shout out to Eddie Radosvich because he just referred to Metallica (laughs) as a nostalgia band. He is.
2: Oh, no. uh,
1: Eddie Radosvich is a man who's rarely wrong. But in this case, he's he's wrong.
2: Eddie, man, I don't know. You've made
1: yourself a powerless enemy, Eddie.
2: Brady is like has the wrath of Eddie now. I can see it from across here in the studio. No, that's just me crying. Just it's okay. Rap. I
1: can't I, there's nothing I can do. <laughs> oh, Sad day. Just like Devin Booker. No, 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 like like we like you <laughs> mentioned Madison. Uh This game potentially could have been like a fun little duel at the end because Devin Booker, I believe in the final 2 minutes he made his first two shots in that time period. Chris Paul made that big shot over Deandre Ayton, which was essentially the dagger. Devin Booker then missed his like final three shots. Passed up some opportunities. I mean, of course, the Thunder are closing out hard on him because they don't want him to do anything. Kelly Oubre had the last uh, second hurrah on a free throw, uh, on free throws, uh, intentionally missed the second one, had a lane violation. Uh, Shea Gillis Alexander gets the rebound. The Thunder get the ball win it out, but I, I want to stick with your Dennis Schroeder pick because he he finishes with two turnovers. Yeah, Both those tur- turnovers occurred in the final minute and 45 seconds. <laughs> they could have very well doomed Oklahoma City.
2: Honestly, that's why I'm just saying I felt like this was the Thunder's game to win because yes, they had that oh, I forgot what it was, but it was like they had a, a really bad turnover and then Phoenix took it down. They launched two great three-point shots and they just happened to not go in. And I completely agree with what Chris Fisher was saying on the thunder broadcast thunder caught a huge break in that and it kind of just goes to show if you're going to make those mistakes you better pray that the other team doesn't take advantage of it obviously phoenix yeah they're not a terrible team but they just weren't able to exactly take advantage of what the thunder were uh, messing up at that point and so the thunder really just got off easy on that and i don't want to say that this was like pure luck or anything because you know they fought till the end this is what that th- this thunder team has done all season Uh, But, yeah, I mean, that sucks for Dennis, and don't do that again. Ever. Shaking my finger. Dennis Schroeder,
1: who was traded prior to this game, mind you, because
2: he unfollowed the Thunder on social media. He deleted all of his pictures. Oh, no. Oh, snap. Where's the Woj
1: bomb? It's incredible that Dennis Schroeder was
0: able to help the Thunder win a game, considering he was just traded. Yeah.
2: Kids. Playing with fury.
0: Woj wasn't going to tweet. Everyone knows Oklahoma City is a... They're a Shams guy. Yeah. Shams, Shams <laughs> <Saranian>. <laughs> Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: No, everybody's yeah. watching the LA Lakers right now. True.
0: Kind of
2: deserving. Including
1: myself. Kind of deservingly so. Hey, Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. What do you know? Hey, we need to get Flea on the show later on. I'll call him. Burton, make it happen. I got you. Working on it right now. Well, thank goodness. Oh, man. Uh, George Stoya, uh, sports editor at the OU Daily. I don't, I don't Hi, know. Hi, George. Sports editor, like, he's the boss. He's soon to be graduating, and I believe he's taking a gig somewhere in Boston, please write back in on Twitter to correct me if I was wrong. Uh, shout out to you, George So He asks, and this is a question for everybody because it's a very legitimate question. Are the Thunder good? Burton? Yes. Are the Thunder good? Yes. Okay. They're legit. Legitimately first round exits? Legitimately maybe some noise because they climb up the stand? They're legitimately
0: the best seven seed in the West ever of all time. Uh,
1: hmm.
0: Madison?
2: Yes, I think that they are a good team right now. Did you just
0: say
1: yes, and not without listening to me? Wait, maybe? I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. I don't kidding. know, now you made me nervous. <laughs> so I was
2: like, wait, I think I heard you right. Um, but right now, uh, to answer George's question, I do think the Thunder, I mean, I think they're a good team right now. They're playing really well. They're playing pretty well-rounded. They're fighting until the end. They're using uh, each other. They're just utilizing each other's talents on the floor because they have good on-court chemistry right now. They have continued to develop that. We haven't seen that exactly like... I don't know, go downhill yet. They haven't fallen off yet. I think they're playing really well, especially if they have all their guys healthy. And they've been utilizing every single guy's individual talents. And just, I don't know. I mean, I like this game because it was competitive the entire time and they kept it a game. It wasn't exactly a blowout like I think some Thunder fans might think it is against a Phoenix team. But when you have guys like, Uh, Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton and even Ricky Rubio who is...
1: Kelly Oubre's crazy looking eyes. Oh yeah,
2: Kelly Oubre. I mean, Ricky Rubio is not as fun to watch when he doesn't have like a beef with someone on the floor, but I mean, he still plays good basketball. (laughs) He
1: he didn't have a beef with somebody. Somebody else had an unnecessary beef with him.
2: Yes, and
1: Why, Russell? It's one of the dumbest (laughs) athletic events I've ever watched.
0: Serious answer, this team legitimately has a shot to win 50 games.
2: Ooh. Do you remember that? I fun saw that on, thing? Pre- on
0: pregame they talked about
1: yeah, it. Yeah, uh, I know you Jerry right. and John talked about. Is that roughly a little bit over 500? They have to go above 500, right? Or no, 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 no. There's gonna be 50 and 32.
2: Hey, Dave Garrett was like the real. He They're was like 30 and 20 right now. Super optimistic about this. He was saying that they could definitely get up to 50, and then Jerry and John were like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! Let's say 49."
0: They and the in <laughs> the schedule the schedule going forward is pretty manageable. It's one of the, it's one of the easier ones.
1: Yeah, the only thing I can really think of because I'm sure there's a because they have to go on the road to the Miami Heat, mind you. Uh, they do have a back-to-back in L.A. against the Clippers and the Lakers. Clippers being a very winnable game. The Lakers, I don't know. They might not lose again. Although Portland's only down two right now. We will get. Oh, ar- they're tied. We will get around the association in the next segment. By the way, everybody, I just wanted to remind you, you're listening to the OKC82 podcast as well as the Thunder First Take Postgame Show. Madison, tell everybody about the OKC82 podcast and why they should not only subscribe to it, but damn near worship it.
2: Absolutely. I would love to, Brady. So last season, Brady and I came up with this idea to do a podcast after every Thunder game, whether it be on the road or here at Chesapeake Energy Arena.
1: Completely unique idea. It's never been done before. No one's ever done it before. Very innovative. And
2: so we thought, hey, we should do it. And so now Brady and I, uh, we also have welcomed people like Matt Burton on, Ryan Chapman, who is a phenomenal intern right now at the franchise. He does great work. Uh, Derek Parker has been on a few times. And then we've also recorded some episodes with Chisholm Hall and him and Brady do an episode every Wednesday from the press. So be on the lookout for that. We've had different guests all over, even uh, John Hamm, Jerry Ramsey, and then people outside of the franchise, actually. So we have some fun guests, and we just talk Thunder basketball. It's after every single game, no matter what, and it's for free. So if you like basketball talk and you don't want to pay for it, You can listen to Brady and myself and friends, and it's a good time. So, uh, yeah, yeah, you can find it just about anywhere. I mean,
1: sometimes we just record um, conversations with people without their prior knowledge.
2: Exactly. It's not illegal at all.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Burton, make sure you hit the dump button on that one. You're listening listening to the Thunder First Take Post Game Show on 107.7 The Franchise 107.9. It's also the Thunder defeat the Phoenix Suns 111-107. When we get back, Matt Burton's going to take you around the association. We're going to get to some Twitter questions about some controversy on the free throw by Kelly Oubre. And, of course, more Thunder Basketball. What What in the name is Talking Stick? I'm sorry, a what? A talking stick. That's,
2: that's where the Phoenix Oh, the play. arena.
1: Yeah, Talking Stick. Reso- it reminds
2: me of like a praying mantis.
1: Do praying mantises talk?
2: No, but they look like sticks and they like walk and they like do stuff. They do, do in stuff. a bug's life. Yeah, in a bug's they, life they talk.
1: They do. It's great, great film.
2: So it's uh, they're Talking Sticks.
1: My, my, my. We asked the tough questions here on the Thunder for a State postgame show, especially when the Thunder defeat the Phoenix Suns, 111-107. to I did all that without looking anything up. Oh my gosh, I'm still talking. Madison Morris is right next to me. Hey. Over there is Matt Burton pressing buttons, keeping us alive, fighting off evil spirits and whatnot like he do. And I am Brady Trantham. And like we already talked about, you're listening to the OKC82 podcast, uh, part Get of the Franchise excited. Podcast Network. Oh my gosh, it's highly successful and all that stuff. Oh my gosh. It's a complete Nutter team effort, let me just say. My goodness, Mr. Burton, I believe we have a question upon the Twitter machine.
0: We do from Hado's daddy. It says, Did you guys think that was the right call on the Sun's free throw? I'll take it off the air. I'll take it off. <laughs> um, it was super close. The lane violation that we're talking
1: about. Uh, Kelly Oubre makes the first free throw. Uh, the Suns are currently at the th- I think at the time they're down two, and I was screaming at the TV to like intentionally miss it. And there was about what eight, seven seconds left it in the was game. Seven seconds, yeah. Seven seconds left in the game. Uh, I feel like every time I see a situation like this, the player, especially if it's a relatively good free throw shooter, they just go ahead and sink the free throw, get down by one, and then they yeah. have to defend and foul and hope that they miss or blah blah, blah or you know, miracle-wise, get a steal. So I'm screaming at the TV, probably annoying Madison, who's sitting right next to me while we're watching the game. Um, I'm just screaming at the TV, please miss, intentionally miss. And he actually does. It's, it's actually pretty good. He just slams the ball directly at the rim and just crosses the free throw line mm-hmm. just before.
2: It's bad luck right bad there. Bad luck.
1: But at the end of the day, Shea Gilles Alexander gets the rebound. So, um, I mean, I don't know... If it, if it was like a challenge situation, I don't know if they could overturn it and then just say, well, we're just going to wipe that off and let you shoot the free throw again. I don't think that that would be the case um, because there was a clear – I'm using the football rule here. There was a clear recovery. There was a clear rebound. So at the, at the end of the day, I don't know if uh, – I don't know if it would have mattered. But uh, semi-controversial, I'm sure Suns forums on the internet – are just livid right now. Mm-hmm. Or they're probably happy, hey, one step closer to the number one overall pick so that we can ruin his development.
2: Hey, we also have uh, answers to the Talking Stick, also courtesy of hey Daddy. thank you. Uh, talking Stick is the casino out there. But why does the stick talk? I don't know, Brady. How do inanimate objects talk? Why is the river windy here? I don't oh, know. Oh, there we go. Just okay. questions on questions on questions. Yep, yep. So, yeah, that. thank you, Heyos Daddy, for answering that for us. Matt Madison
1: just asked a philosophical question. She really did.
2: Why is the river windy?
1: <laughs> the more you know. <laughs> is that from Pocahontas? <laughs> no. Just around the river bend. Burton, save me here. Let's go around the association.
0: <laughs> Let's go around yeah. the association for an NBA scoreboard update. Brought to you by Oklahoma Operation Lifesaver. Starting off. In Detroit, the Pistons hosted the Toronto Raptors tonight, and the Raptors got a road win, 105-92. to Pascal Siakam, all-star starter, with 30 points tonight to lead the Raptors, and for some reason, I clicked on a link. <clears throat> no, yeah, you can't. Link. You cannot yeah, click no. on those links here. Hello. Hello. Under first take, post game show after dark. <laughs> and Andre Drummond, who Brady hates, had 20 and 20 tonight. I Look, I don't
1: hate the guy. <laughs> I just find him big stats, bad team guy. Empty
0: numbers. The Houston Rockets hosted the Dallas Mavericks tonight.
2: That was a good game. And got a win. Without Luka.
0: D- without Luka Doncic to, one, to 121. Without Luka Doncic Chris Stapps Porzingis. Had 35 and 12 rebounds tonight. And Russell Westbrook had 32. And then James Harden, 35 and 16 rebounds. May I interject real quick? Because I saw a very funny, weird stat from uh,
1: courtesy of Tim McMahon from ESPN, who covers basically the region of Texas for the NBA for ESPN. Um, Clint Capella was out tonight for Houston. And apparently Houston is the first team since 1963 to field a team for an entire game of guys six six or lower. And the
0: win.
2: Nice.
1: And I g I I didn't see if it was a win or loss thing, but my goodness. 6-6 six, six or lower it hasn't been done for an entire game since 1963
2: that's so cool no wow. wonder no
0: wonder porzingis had 35 then
2: because he was just reaching up <laughs> right?
0: he, didn't even he was like
2: i i no one can guard me
0: well carlisle would have hated that because he had this whole spiel about
1: how it's not actually a good shot when we post him up guys it's, that's no it's okay you can just say he's not physically
0: gifted to post up consistently <laughs> he's tall he ain't big the it's true Uh, Recently emancipated from Chisholm Hall and Chicago (laughs) Bulls. uh, Traveled to Brooklyn tonight to take on the Nets and came up with nothing. Nothing but an L.
2: The Nets played well tonight. Yeah, ever since Kyrie Irving's been back. Yeah, 133
0: to 118. Kyrie, 54 tonight.
2: That's insane. He didn't miss a shot
0: in the first half. Goodness. That's insane. It was 10 for 10? 10 for 10. And I think 4 for 4, either 4 for 4 or 3 for 3 from the three-point line. Goodness. In the first half, yeah. good. That's 10 for 10, that's 100%. Hey, that's going to give you points can, right uh, there. If you can not miss a shot, that's pretty that's, good, I think.
2: That's actually really good. Yeah,
1: he
0: was on pace for uh going 20 of 20, right? On pace guy.
1: Um, yeah. Good the <laughs> New Orleans day.
0: Pelicans hosted the Memphis Grizzlies tonight and got a win, 139 to 111. Zion Williamson actually led the Pelicans in scoring tonight with 24. Brandon Ingram had 20. And then the Grizzlies kind of even scoring. They had uh, about eight guys. Eight guys in double figures, good for them. Hmm.
2: Nice. How angry do you guys think that Lonzo Ball was that uh, Brandon Ingram got that All Star nod,
1: and not Lonzo Ball, and not
2: Lonzo. I mean, he shouldn't get one, but I feel like Lonzo Ball, he always is. Uh,
1: Lonzo's like, can I be on the Rising Stars team still? <laughs> He's like, Let's just wait a pretend minute. the L A thing didn't happen. Like, <laughs> wait a minute,
2: I'm I'm still relevant, I'm right, guys? Up, still relevant because Kuzma survived the purge at uh, Los Angeles. And then now Brandon's getting all the uh, recognition down in New Orleans. Lonzo's like, what about me? We're the three best friends. What about me?
0: What about Raven? What about we it? found out tonight in Milwaukee that the Bucks can lose. The Bucks can lose they a game. Lost? They lost to the Denver Nuggets tonight, 127 oh my, to 115. Nuggets. What a team. Um, I just said something about even scoring from the Grizzlies. Uh, this was truly even scoring from the Nuggets tonight. Every single player that's listed here. Was in double figures.
2: It's a good One, team two, win, three. right there.
0: Nine, nine players in double figures. Nine. Uh, even PJ Dozier, you guys might That's remember. That's how you him. know it's a good night. Uh, his jersey's going to be retired in Jesse Energy Arena.
2: PJ Dozier, will. man, I didn't even know he was in Denver now because I thought he was still in Boston for some reason. Making his moves, making his rounds, making
0: his rounds, and he's doing his good 35? stuff.
2: What does the P and the J
1: stand for? I mean, we found out what talking sticks. So. so Hopefully one of our some of our Patrick listeners maybe Jacob
2: my, Dozier
1: made my friend Devin who just texted me also and in t- inform me what uh talking stick actually is. It's a casino resort, humble brag about him being able to go yes. golf there. It's hey, no Stati. Windstar. Maybe he'll
0: tell me what Please P and J stand of- for. It's no Windstar. star. And the <laughs> uh, the last and the last game of the night is going on currently. The Lakers are leading the Trailblazers sixty two to sixty. It definitely isn't a win star because does Allison Chains play an acoustic
1: show every time they go on tour? There, I don't know. <laughs> Probably not.
2: Oh man, the
1: Allison Chains. Madison, what's your favorite Allison Chains song? I know you got one. Uh, no, Rooster.
2: Sure, that one. I like that one. Ooh. I'm not gonna lie. I don't listen to a lot of Allison Chains, and uh, I don't. I can't think of like a song off the top of my head right now. Oh my God. Sorry. I
0: remember the first Guitar Hero. I got Guitar Hero 2 had them bones. Oh, oh awesome
2: yeah! Ah! No, doesn't ring a bell. Are you
1: like Ryan Chapman? Do you like listen to EDM or whatever? He... No, 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 no. no.
2: <laughs> you guys know you I have to great. Tones? I have great music. Taste. Yeah, we know you got
1: friends in low places. We get it. No,
2: I don't even listen to country music. We all know this. <laughs> Come on now.
1: <laughs> um, Burton, really quick. Uh, I should have told you this before, but uh, if you could, could you find a little bit of audio from LeBron James pregame for the Lakers game, if you don't mind?
0: Um, I will. Let's next segment. Of course. Yeah, 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 that, that be I'll great. have it queued
2: up next No, right out. now. No, right now. Okay. Just kidding.
1: Absolutely right now. They're...
2: <laughs> we don't have to
1: No awkward Let's just have dead air. We're going to have a staring contest it. on air. That's the well. Only... While
2: you guys do that, I'm going to speak a little bit to this, just because. Yeah, we'll go back to the Suns and the Thunder game here in a minute because the Thunder still, one. It's yeah, like, it's <laughs> there's not much to talk about to be totally honest, and so we will get back to that a little bit. But I did want to talk about this matchup. This was the first game uh, that the Lakers are playing after the death of Kobe Bryant, and I just thought this whole. This whole day has been so beautiful as they have prepared for this night. They're hosting the Portland Trailblazers right now. And I believe it's 62 to 60 at halftime. And uh, it's just been so incredible. They had Usher sing like Amazing Grace at the beginning. They have all these flowers. They uh, put both Gianna and Kobe's jersey on a seat with some flowers and they marked those off. It's just been this incredible showing that they've done at the Staples Center tonight. And I'm actually very envious of everyone who gets to be there and kind of witness this. They're showing camera angles right now. There's... Thousands of people that are just outside of Staples, probably either watching the game on like a big screen or they're just kind of walking around admiring all of the memorabilia that's been placed around the arena for Kobe. And uh, it's really incredible. A lot of the players were emotional. And LeBron made a speech, which you guys will get to hear in the next segment. And it's just, it's really, really cool. It looks like it's a good game. Both teams are playing pretty well. And it's just, that atmosphere just looks unbelievable. It's an
1: interesting atmosphere. I mean, like you said, it is very emotional. It's awesome. And I mean, Jalen Rose is wearing Jeffrey Dahmer glasses. Just a lot of things that we're going to remember, you know. (laughs) And I don't mean to make light of a uh, very sweet moment, but my goodness, Jalen Rose is wearing Jeffrey Dahmer glasses.
2: Yeah. Goodness. Goodness. Now this is really look. cool, though. We have the uh, TV set to that here on the station, and that's something we get to watch. You know, oh, I, there I, they are.
1: I guess let's do a, let's just do a few minutes on go because look, I think I've talked about it, Madison. We talked about it on the last OKC82 podcast. Um, I've talked about it every radio hit I've done this week. It's going to be something that if you're if you follow the NBA if you cover the NBA if you're a fan of the NBA whatever it's gonna be this is the reality that we live in is the sadly the post Kobe era yeah. and um, as you can see when players are giving out their tributes or when tributes are being given uh players reacting to it very emotionally I mean Kobe is a guy that um, if if you're one of those fans that really only followed the NBA when the thunder got here which is fine like there's nothing wrong with that it's certainly understandable why but if you're one of those fans, and you don't have that much of a fan connection to Kobe Bryant, as in you didn't see him play that much during his young prime, during the three-peat. Which would be me. Yeah, you only saw, I did not. You only saw him at the tail end of his prime when he won mm-hmm. his, the, the, his final championship in that first year the Thunder went to the playoffs in 2010. That's all fine. But all the players that you've rooted for over the, these 10, 11 years of the Thunder, all your favorite players, Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant, when he was your favorite player for a minute, that's fine. Um, uh, James Harden... Victor Oladipo, Paul George, uh, Shea Gillis, Alexander, Chris Paul, their favorite players growing up, Kobe Bryant. So your hero, your basketball hero, lost their basketball hero. It's so, sad, and it's sad, and it's it's going to be something that we're going to be all dealing with, experiencing not just this season, but I'm sure over the summer, and then even in the next season. It's Ooh, it's going to sure. be it's going to be a long process. I don't even feel like it's still real.
2: No, no, for sure. And I know a lot of people are feeling that way, too. And so, especially with everything they're doing at Staples Center tonight, it's incredible to see these guys. They're still able to go out there and play basketball to the level they're playing right now. So, it's really cool to watch. We're watching it a little bit on TV right now, so it's good stuff.
0: Burton, anything on Kobe? Um, I, I spoke about it on Monday's post game and a little bit on Wednesday's postgame, too. I mean, like you said, the the sentence Kobe Bryant is dead It will never be will never seem real it it will never seem real and um yeah he just a guy that coupled god-given ability with extreme extreme work ethic and um as you can see with his career uh when when you couple those two things uh you're one of the best to ever do it no doubt completely agree no doubt it's um yeah
1: it's it's still weird and I mean obviously prayers and thoughts to Kobe and his family and the lives lost as well on that helicopter. Um, it wasn't just it wasn't just Kobe and his daughter of course there were other people that were involved sadly and um, you know hopefully everybody can find some peace hopefully everybody can uh move on with their lives positively just like you know mama mentality keep keep riding keep working hard yeah there's always another game to be played so that's how we're going to end this segment when we get back we're going to dive in a little bit more with this thunder victory over the Suns, since we kind of glossed over it this segment because hey I told you it was it was it was a game the thunder should They won, won basketball and they did yeah it kind of had to take a little bit of a clutch moment to beat a pretty average bad team in the phoenix suns but sometimes those happen road wins in the nba are very good but stick with us here on 107.7 the franchise 107.9 Tolsa. that's madison that's matt burton i'm brady trantham we'll be right back
2: the first thing that come to mind, man, is all about family. And as I look around this arena, we're all grieving. We're all hurt. We're all heartbroken. But when we're going through things like this, the best thing you can do is lean on the shoulders of your family. And from Sunday morning all the way to this point, now I heard about Laker Nation before I got here last year, about how much of a family it is. And that is absolutely what I've seen this whole week. Not only from the players, not only from the coaching staff, not only from the organization, but from everybody. Everybody that's here, this is really, truly, truly a family. And I know Kobe and Gianna and Vanessa and everybody, thank you guys from the bottom of their heart, as Kobe said. 107.7
1: 107.7 the franchise 1079 the franchise in Tulsa this is the Thunder first take post game show the Thunder defeat the Phoenix Suns tonight 111 to 107 on the road 7 in a row 11 of their last 12 road games 24-9 since Thanksgiving what else can i say oh yeah they're 30 and 20 on the year pretty pretty good that was of course the voice of lebron james prior to the lakers and the portland trail blazers game in staples center tonight they are currently was it third quarter madison
2: it is in the third quarter yeah yeah
1: third quarter on espn right now um huge emotional night we um talked about already on the previous segment so we'll kind of segue back into the thunder tonight a little bit but that is madison morris matt burton over there doing the great job that he always does i can just my favorite producer my favorite producer ever yes ever
2: Alright. Thank Denver. you so much. That's fine. JK. That's Madison's cool. awesome. Madison no,
1: can do no wrong. I am Brady Trantham. And yeah, the Thunder did defeat Phoenix 111-107. to 107, A game that they should have won. Uh, at this point in the year, Madison, when the Thunder play teams like this, um, I find myself going into pregame going, alright, they're 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 going to win. They're the better yeah. team. If they lose, I'm going to be disappointed. This game had all the fixins to be a uh, disappointing loss because yeah. the Thunder couldn't shoot the ball well. Um, they were sending Phoenix to the line. I believe they sent Phoenix to the line about ten or twelve more times uh, overall throughout the game, and the Thunder somehow just randomly turned it on at random points during the game, and then especially late with Chris Paul.
2: Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, this team, I, I'm kind of the same way. Especially when they face teams like Sacramento, they face teams like Phoenix. You kind of expect them to perform at a high level. You expect them to win these games. You expect them to just kind of uh, work together and mainly just like have a good showing of basketball out there and I mean it's not uncommon to see good teams face not necessarily great teams on the road and then it just becomes a challenge you know it it could go either way and that's exactly what I thought this game was tonight and uh, honestly you know the Thunder they should have won this game by a little bit more I think I don't think it should have been uh, that nitty-gritty down to the wire but exactly what Brady said when you're not going to shoot the ball very well and you're going to allow uh, guys just on opposing teams to take good shots to get really hot behind the three point line then that's what's going to happen and i mean phoenix they didn't necessarily get hot they shot 9 of 24 behind the uh, free th- or behind the three point line but the thunder they were kind of uh, I don't know, chalking up some pretty desperate shots there. They were 7 of 31. Yeah, they they deep, shot a lot early.
1: I think they had 23-pointers at right, half, and so just, they kind of calmed down in the second half. Then.
2: Yeah, and it just kind of, it, it didn't look like a good showing from them at first, and I think that's kind of been just a recurring thing from them. They're going to have to really learn how to put together a complete game, and yeah, it, it didn't look bad in the first half. It just didn't look like they were ready to compete for this, and that's why I think it became such a game the entire way, because they just, you know, you got to put these you got to put these teams away fast, and they just didn't do it.
1: It. Yeah. I think John Hamm might have been John Hamm in the pregame. You, you'll remember, Madison, you uh, produced for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think John Hamm mentioned that there could be the element of okay, they've got like a handful of days off until their next game at home. Right. Um, the All Star break is coming up. Everybody's excited to take a little bit of a break. There might be the element of uh, I don't want to go out here and play right now. And it kind of felt like that throughout the first three quarters for the Thunder. It was just lethargic, some. Lazy possessions. Uh, Shea Gilders-Alexander was a little unsure of himself in terms of finishing at the rim. And this is a guy that always looks sure of himself. He's so savvy, so smart with the basketball in his hands, especially when he gets to the rim. But as of late, not so much. But uh, Mr. Burton, I think it's a good time to give Papa Burton a shout out because there was one particular moment in this game. (laughs) Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes, I believe I do. Okay, Uh, Abdul Nader has uh, did he play? He did he come back against Sacramento? I think that was his first game back after yeah. an ankle injury. Um, did he play like what a minute or two in that? In the Kings win, I think or? he
2: played like a minute and twenty seconds, which
1: is saying something because the Thunder were perpetually up by like four hundred points. Yeah, that they game. didn't need him. Um, he played tonight. He did hit a big shot. He did hit a big shot in a crucial moment in the game, late third quarter, early fourth, fourth quarter. But uh, Matt, take it away. Let's give your dad a shout out.
0: Um, well, I cannot say. <laughs> what what my dad well, set uh, texted up the, me about set up the situation Abdul Nader, um, well, uh, he had already asked why Abdul Nader was playing, and I was asking the same question because I I do not see a a reason or scenario where Abdul Nader should be playing minutes in a second quarter of an NBA game. Oh my! That you're trying to win. I don't. I don't. Um, well, but, of, course, of course, no Terrence Ferguson again tonight. So this is like
1: we're. Right at almost so on, f- yeah, two weeks, two, two weeks, weeks ago, no the thunder, the thunder lost the heat, and that was the game that he left. He of course miss has missed every game since. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, continue, Mr. Bird.
0: Okay, but um, after my dad asked me, um, why Abdul Nader was in the game, um, Abdul Nader shot a terrible air ball from mm-hmm. the corner. Yep, uh, well, that- to which I received a text uh, consisting of three words. The first <laughs> word was holy. <laughs> So, you can just guess <laughs> Fill in the, the other two words
2: on that. Get the dump button ready. Yeah, that, <laughs> not, a, not a good look. So,
0: yeah, you could guess the other two words on that. But, yeah, no. Um, I'm not. I'm just not a huge Abdel Nader fan. I I just can't get behind it. He Anytime had- he gets the ball, he feels like it's Abdel Nader time. Yeah. No matter who else one- is out
2: there really good athletic move tonight and I remember just thinking Ooh, like yeah he,
1: he put the ball on the floor good. he had a good dribble fake he cro- crossed up his defender subtly and finished strong at the rim oh, yeah, and, it looked great. and it wasn't like a play where he just because anytime he gets to the rim unless he's got a wide open you know look to the rim he's just throwing the ball up and it looks like me when I'm driving against guys that know what they're doing it's like I, <laughs> I, I, I don't have the strength to finish I don't have the confidence to finish oh yeah I'm not that good at basketball so I'm gonna have to just <laughs> throw it up and just hope something good happens, even though, even if something good happens, it looks ugly. Yeah. Um, but credit the to, Ab- to Abdul Nader there. The Thunder needed that bucket and he got him one.
2: Yeah, he did. Yeah. And like, I don't want to totally dog on Abdul Nader that much because he can, you know, he has his moments when he does get to play. I I don't think he needs to be playing as much. Uh, tonight he only played about, oh, what, 10 minutes and 51 seconds and, yeah, that, that's pretty. Uh, that's good for Abdul Nader right there. And I think, especially if it's going to come down to crunch time, he shouldn't be out there on the floor because he just he makes a lot of mistakes. I think he's still learning. I mean, he, it's so funny, though, because he can always shine so well when he's playing a G League game. Then he comes over to the Thunder. It doesn't look as great, obviously. It's two different levels of basketball. But, you know, Abdul Nader, he's going to be crucial where he is. I, I think he still has some room to grow. He's only 25, 26 years old. So, you know, he's still like... He's young. He's still kind of getting into the groove of things. He works hard, and these guys really do sing his praises. So, I mean, honestly, I don't want to dog on him too much, and I'll just cap it off right yeah. there.
0: My real only problem with Nader is that – it's just what I said. Whenever he, whenever he comes in and he's playing with Chris Paul and Shea Gildas Alexander and these guys that are the uh, – Experts at setting you up. Yeah. Well, experts at setting you up, and um, – very much higher on the the offensive priority list than Abdul Nader. Uh, it seems like every time Abdul Nader gets the ball, even with those guys on the floor, uh, he's trying to take someone off the dribble and go get his. I'm like, my guy. We got That's uh, my guy. we got we got about four other guys on here that need to <laughs> shoot more than you.
1: And this concludes your Abdul Nader segment. Yes. And
0: before we get to the stat cat and finish off
1: this here show, we do need to highlight one more person, Mr. Lou Dort.
2: Yeah, eight points. I can't believe we took this long.
1: Eight points, two rebounds, three of eight from the floor, one of three from the three-point line. Three steals, though.
2: What a star!
1: He had five fouls. This is the first time that I really kind of at least notice. I don't know if he's had four or five fouls in previous games that he's played. He's played, of course, the last two weeks, basically since Terrence Ferguson has missed games. Um, I, I don't really recall a game where he like just was foul happy. Uh, but tonight, you know, finishes with the five fouls, I still didn't feel that way. He was playing the, with the right amount of aggression. He was playing with the right amount of determination, was a pest defensively. Uh, there was one play where, um, I think it was one possession where he gets the layup to go, and then on the ensuing possession defensively, he gets a steal immediately they, after they cross yes. half court. So, I, I mean, look, the Thunder have not found their two guard of the future. As soon as Terrence Ferguson is able to come back, and we all hope that he can come back fairly soon because personal reasons... I mean, who knows what he's dealing with, but we hope that he can come back strong. Mm-hmm. But I'm assuming safely, when he is able to return, he's going to slide right back in uh, to the two-guard position starting, and then Lou Dort probably played himself into some rotational minutes moving forward, mm-hmm. because he hasn't played that much from the blue. Of course, you have 45 days that you can play with the NBA. Um, he's nowhere near close to that, Billy Donovan told us last week, so... Uh, Lou Dort has at least played his way for sure the only it's not even a hot take the guy needs to get a contract soon
2: no I totally agree I think he's earned every um, amount of recognition that he's gotten so far because yeah you know I I do agree that tonight was really the first time that you kind of bit your nails watching him just saying like oh gosh he's picking up five fouls he's playing a little recklessly out there but honestly I kind of viewed it as he was just playing super aggressive he was playing very hard because I think he knows his role out there he is a very talented player and he's gotten you know a lot of good talk of the past couple of games just because he's looked so good he's playing very efficiently and so yeah I I think he's a great player it's going to be interesting when Terrence does come back if Terrence does come back who knows but you know I just I've been so high on Lou Dort lately I think he is just a good, a good player for these guys right now. He looked good out there, so hats off to him.
0: Looks confident, doesn't look scared. Anything, burden? Yeah, I think tonight he was like you said. He, like you said, Madison, he was just being aggressive. And again, the list keeps growing of the superstars that he's had to defend. Defend, yeah. Since since starting for the Thunder. I mean Luka Doncic, James Harden, you can now add Devin Booker even though he's not an all star. Evan Fournier. Even though he's not an all star, you know, <laughs> but whatever.
2: <laughs> <Not> <laughs> but no, an Devin, Booker,
0: Devin Booker is a really good player. You're
2: such a troll. Golly. I know, I'm, sorry. I'm sorry.
0: But no, um Sounds no Dor- you. It is good. I mean, he he has been playing good and he he just he's been playing against some of the best players at the two guard spot. Um so I, I think I think he has definitely deserved that full time contract. Good job, Lou. Good job, Lou. Way to
2: go, Lou.
0: Well, let's
1: Lou on our way to the uh, stat cat. Yikes. Three,
0: two, one. <laughs> What's new? pussycat? a cat? Whoa, 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 What's new, cat? whoa, 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 whoa.
1: Mine my stat cat. Is simply going to be the 11 wins on the road of their last 12 and seven straight, which again is second in franchise history. Yes, this team, this team that everybody thought was going to suck in July, everybody thought that everybody was going to get traded and it was going to be a bunch of young guys. This team is 30 and 20. They've won seven road games in a row, 11 of their last 12. Incredible. This team is playing with a lot of momen- momentum heading into a few home games right before the All-Star break.
2: Good stuff. My stock cat tonight is going to be the difference in turnovers. The Thunder turned the ball over tonight 12 times. The Phoenix Suns, they turned it over 21 times. And here's the thing. This game came very down to the wire. Uh, obviously, the, that last like 16 seconds took a good 30 minutes off of your life. And so that's how you know it's close game. You know, I really feel like the Suns could have easily won this game if they just took better care of the ball. Like, they really could have because they were playing well. They were playing aggressive. They made the Thunder really fight for this. But, I I mean, games like this, it really comes down to, you know, if you're going to make your shots, you're going to make your free throws if you get sent to the line. And if you're going to take care of the ball throughout the entire 48 minutes and they just did not do that, they, I mean, obviously 21 versus 12, that's a big difference right there.
1: Burton, you got any fancy little numbers over there?
0: Nope. Uh, this is your <laughs> weekly. This is usually your weekly uh, free throw percentage update. Uh, Thunder shot over ninety percent from the free throw line again. Ninety point nine percent. How uh, many?
1: How many free ooh. throws did the Sun shoot over them? Do, do you have that? They
0: shot six more free throws than them. So the Sun shot ninety two point nine percent. Each team only missed two free throws. So. I wonder how much it was, because I feel like the Suns had 10 more free throws
1: throughout the entire game until like the end when they yeah. had to intentionally foul Oklahoma City, and, and the Thunder got in the bonus, what, with two and a half minutes left? Somewhere around there, yeah. Yeah, uh, it was a little uncharacteristic of this team, because the Thunder typically go to the line way more than their opponents, and tonight it might have been one of the reasons why that they had kind of a little bit of trouble getting their foot on the gas and kind of shutting this game down much earlier than it should have been, but... Hey, it's a win on the road against a team that probably feels like they should have an all-star in Diffin Booker. That is not the case. Chris Paul, though, heading he to the All-Star, all-star game. The Th- I believe this is 11 or how many years in a row? 11. Yeah, you're right. 11 years in a row yeah. the Thunder have had an all-star. Really? Yeah. Longest streak yeah, in the NBA. This
2: is, this is their 12th season in Oklahoma City, and so the, this Ooh. is their 11th straight season that they've had an I, all-star.
1: I guess I guess Kevin Durant or Russell Westbrook probably still went to the all-star game in 2014 when they were all hurt. So, I, I, I guess you so. You never know. I mean, I can't remember 2014. I was 24. I was a senior in college. You do the math. Everybody, thank <laughs> you so much for tuning into the Thunder First Take Post Game Show on 107.7 The Franchise, 107.9 in Tulsa. The Thunder defeat the Phoenix Suns once again, 111 to 107. They are 30 and 20 on the year. They've got a few days off until next Wednesday when they take on the Cleveland Cavaliers in Oklahoma City. We will have countdown uh, tip, count to tip-off, excuse me, an hour before tip-off. And then the post-game show, which I believe, Madison, I think it might be you and I, live from Flint yes. Restaurant. Yes. I'm not sure. I'm not, not sure,
2: but there is a There's, 98% chance you're stuck with me and Brady.
1: Oh, yeah. Rest sure. We will have a post-game show that night. It'll probably be with us. If not, it'll be with somebody else. And Madison and I will be in the arena getting you guys some quality sound from players and coaches yeah. on the Twitter machine and on the FranchiseOK.com, so tune into all that. But thank you, Mr. Matt Burton. Thank you, Thank you, Ms. Matt. Thank you, Ms. Madison Morris. Thank you, everybody listening out there. Be safe. Have a good weekend. Have a safe Super Bowl Sunday, and we'll talk to you guys later.